Hello and welcome to the ETOF 21 Sports Podcast for February 25th. How is everyone doing? My name is Eric. I'm the man behind ETOF 21 Sports. You can find my work on Twitter for everything at ETOF 21. On Instagram, everything sports betting at ETOF 21 Sports underscore. For free horse racing picks at ETOF 21 Sports underscore horse underscore racing. For free fantasy football advice at ETOF 21 Sports underscore fantasy and for daily sports takes at etop 21 sports underscore sports underscore news how's everyone doing today wow can we believe we only have one more month of basketball left for college and then march madness is here i can't believe it um it's been a ride i'm not gonna lie this college basketball season has been great up until a couple days ago uh, i hit a little bit of a rough patch and you know that's just, that's just the way it is in gambling. You know, you have good days, you have bad days. If you've been kicking ass, eventually stuff comes back the other way. And that's what's happening with me right now in college basketball. I have nothing to hide. I've always been transparent with you guys. I always will be. I'm not going to be one of those guys that touts his only wins because, let's face it, that's not the way gambling works. There's good days and there's bad days. And it's kind of funny. I Every day, win or lose, I always like let you guys know. Um, I shit the bed. Tuesday or Wednesday, and one guy was like, three easy winners, blah, 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 whatever. Well, dude, why are you following my page then? I'm giving stuff away for free. I'm not asking anything from you. Why are you following my page then? Um, so, yeah, I just, it's always funny to me. Like, I've hit, I think we hit like a plus 1080, 10, 1078 winner, and no one says anything. Lose. I'm the worst person in the world. So that's always the fun stuff. And I'm not charging money. I give my shit away for motherfucking free. And people are still hitting on the brother. And it's just one of the joys of of betting. You see these guys that are buying points. There's certain stuff you do in betting. Like if you're buying points, eh, long term, you're not, you're, you're not making money. If you're doing, which everyone is doing now, these crazy same game parlays and outlage like first basket parlays, Guys, that's not the way to make money. It's not the way to make money long term. It's not what you want to do. Trust me. Trust old Uncle Eric here. He's been in the game for a while. Uncle Eric knows his shit. This is Uncle Eric's first rodeo. That's not the way you do it. You know, you want to bet over under on props. That's fine. I get it. That's not my cup of tea. I'm sides. I'm totals. That's it. That's what I do. That's what I'm best at. And that's what I'm here to help you guys do and help you guys make money. Tracker speaks for itself. Um, name one other guy that has all his spreadsheets for sports broken down the way I do on my website. You guys want to see what I bring to the table? Go to my website, etof21sports.com. Everything, top to bottom, is on there. I have nothing to hide from you guys. I'm one of the few that actually bets the games. I'm one of the few that invests a lot of money in what I do. Contrary to what you guys may think, there's not a lot of professional gamblers that are on Twitter and Instagram and do this social media stuff. There's just not. There's a lot of people that pretend to, but there's not a lot of people that actually do. I'm one of the few that actually does. So, you know, hey, I appreciate the shit talk, but in all honesty, I really don't care. Um, you know, this you know, it's up and down. It's like playing the stock market. And that's, you know what I'm doing. I'll bounce back. I always do. I'm not worried about it. But yeah, it's been a couple uh excuse me couple days in college basketball but we're going to be back at it today we have two plays going today so i'm sure we'll be back at it today 
Um, you know, we have a great show for you today. I'm looking forward to it. We're going to have a first timer on the show. Morris Betting is going to come on. And um, Mortis Betting is going to talk the UFC card. He is going to give a couple plays out that he likes in the UFC card. Also, Brandon and myself, we're going to continue with our NASCAR. Um, we've won two in a row. You know, we hit Cendric at Daytona at 31 to 1. We hit Logano at plus 850. So we want to get hot. We want to stay hot. Looking to make it three in a row. And guys, you know, we'll go through our unit strategy. We'll lay out units the whole nine yards for that. So like I said, we have a great show for that. But before I jump into all that, let's just kind of talk about the NBA. The NBA to me is always great. Um, you know, you don't you don't know what you're gonna get. The story always goes around, around, and around, and around, and it keeps you entertained. It's great how the NBA keeps you entertained. Right now, we have all this stuff with Harden, Durant. Simmons and Beard, you know, what's going on in the Lake Show? Is LeBron going to stay? Is LeBron going to go? It's just the constant cycle. And don't get me wrong, I love drama. <laughs> I do. But it's at to the point now, I just want ball. You know, just go out there, just give me some ball and just play fucking ball. I'm, the, I'm here for the basketball. And in terms of a basketball aspect, everyone's talking about Harden and B. They're going to win a title. <sighs> Guys, I don't mean to be mean they're not going to win a title this year. Maybe next year more you can get some more pieces around them. But right now, with what that Sixers team has, they're just not going to win the title. You look at what James Harden does. James Harden is a good off-the-dribble shooter. He's not a good catch-and-shooter. And when teams double and B, that's what you have to have. You have to have a catch-and-shooter. And that's why I really feel that losing Curry for the 76ers is going to be a huge loss for them. They really don't have that knockdown guy that can hit that jump shot there, which they had when they had Curry. I'm not going to really rely on Dennis Green. I think Dennis Green isn't that good anymore. And I never thought Dennis Green was that good to begin with. I just thought he ran on Kawhi Leonard's coattails, and that's how he was going to get those NBA championships. And now you lost Drummond, too. Drummond went to the Knicks. We need to remember that Embiid doesn't stay healthy. Embiid constantly gets hurt constantly does and this is the most games he's ever played in the NBA and now you're telling me that he's going to be able to stay healthy and go to the NBA finals and be the alpha no that's not how it works and I'm going to tell you guys right now Embiid doesn't have the work ethic he found out that Harden was coming and what does Embiid do is he practicing pick and roll and rolling to the hoop or pick and popping no, he's practicing James Harden, the shake step back. Why? That's not what we need. That's not what the 76ers need you to do. They need you to get your ass underneath the motherfucking rim, and they need you to play like a center, not like a fucking three, not like a two. And he doesn't take care of his body. He stays up too late. He doesn't eat right. <laughs> you can't win with Embiid as your one. I just hate, I just hate to say it. You can't do it. They're going to have to get some mature pieces around them. They're going to have to get a solid lead guard, a solid, like, it can't be Chris Paul, but a Chris Paul-esque type player that is going to take Embiid and Harden and get them to buy in, and he's going to be the true leader in that in the clubhouse. Because your one guy cannot be sandblasting like he just sandblasted Ben Simmons after 
the series last year, and he's tweeting out photos like poking fun at Ben Simmons. That's not a one. That's not what a leader does, and you can't win with that. And you can't win with Embiid being the guy in Philadelphia. I've said it for a while, and eventually, you know, you guys will come around, and you guys will see the light too. Um, with the Lakers, you know, they're in this hole because of LeBron. I hate to say it, LeBron, this is the team LeBron wanted, LeBron built it. It's been a complete clusterfuck. Uh, and for anyone that is thinking, in what mind would they be better with Carmelo and Ariza on the wing defending as opposed to Pope and Kuzma? I have no idea. I really don't. It makes zero fucking sense to me. And then on top of that, you look up um, the what what they've done. You look at what Anthony Davis has done. Excuse me. He's been an utter disappointment. Like, I know I talked to my boy Gino, and Gino gets... Gino, like, stands up for the Lakers and everything, and I get it. I stand up for the Bucks and the Pistons, but Anthony Davis has been such a disappointment, and he you can't win with him being your one. You just can't do it. Everyone... Dwayne Wade came on. <laughs> Dwayne Wade came on NBA, that TNT show at NBA, and he fucking said that. Are you ready for this? He said Anthony Davis was better than fucking Yadis Atatakupo. In what motherfucking world is that the case right now? In what world? I'll I'll tell you none. But it was Wade sticking out for his boy LeBron, and that's what Wade does. He sticks out with for his boy. Let's not forget, Wade was the same guy that got a girl pregnant when he was dating Gabrielle Union who couldn't get pregnant. Dwayne Wade isn't that good of a person. I know people like him and he walks on water in Miami, but he cheated on Gabrielle Union and knocked up another chick. So let's not forget that. That's the type of person Dwayne Wade is. Um, yeah, that's just mind-boggling to me um, that he would have the audacity to say that. So... The Lakers are a train wreck, and it wouldn't surprise me if both those guys are gone at the end of the year. Jazz, Jazz, Mitchell wants to out of there. I have no idea. They're going to have to smooth that over. They got Ainge. Ainge will definitely have to try to work some magic. I know they brought in Dwayne Wade to kind of work with Mitchell, get him to buy in, but it wouldn't surprise me if he's gone too. Um, This whole Zion situation is crazy. He's just didn't really, you know, work out there. Um they just, yeah, he just he constantly getting hurt, hasn't been able to get on the court, disinterested, not being a good teammate, not texting people when they come in. It's just, yeah, it's just been a complete disaster. And what would you trade for him, though? He can't get on the court. Like, le- legitimately, what would you trade for Zion Williamson? Uh, you look around the league, honestly, if I'm the Pistons, I don't want anything to do with them. I'm happy with what I have. If maybe the Knicks, but the Pelicans are going to want some stuff back. So it's just one of those things. Like, I just don't know, like, what you would get ROI you could get back for him. And that's why I don't really think he's going to be on the move in terms of of one of the teams I think that's really dangerous, a team that I think I'm going to put a future on. I'm going to put a future on the Bucks. I think Giannis is going to, you know, carry them. I think Middleton's going to start to pick up his game, and you got Holiday. Granted, I am a little worried about their depth on the wing position, as namely the, the the guard. They need to get Connington back, but bringing in Ibaka so he can double up and he can check. Um, 
Embiid is a really big thing. And we all saw last year in the playoffs what the Bucks were able to do is they're just able to throw size at people. And they wore down the Suns. They wore down the Hawks. Um, they wore down the Nets. So I really feel like they have the size and the bulk to do that. And that's the one thing that worries me about the Miami Heat. I really don't feel that they have the size. A lot of it's going to be on Bama Bayou. Is he going to be able to make a jump shot when pe- when people do when they do the pick and roll and people slide off of them? Uh, Celtics don't have the size. Celtics are playing great. And them adding Derek White and just helping the ball movement was an insane pickup for them. But again, they're, they just don't have the depth up front. They just don't have the size to battle everything that these other teams can constantly be throwing at you. Uh, so yeah, I really think the East, I really think it's the Bucks to lose. I really feel that the Sixers are going to struggle with Harden and Embiid working together. Nets are too far behind the eight ball. Who only knows when Durant's going to come back, if he comes back, and what version of him are we going to get when he does come back. On top of that, I don't know what's going to happen with Ben Simmons and how he's going to look. Bulls, I don't trust at all. So, yeah, I really think that, um, you know, it's going to be the Bucks to win. And then the West, the West, the West is down this year. The Suns not having – the Suns are so far ahead. Them not having Paul isn't going to hurt them. What's going to hurt them is when they get Paul back to find that rhythm that they have right now. That's going to be the main thing that hurts them going into the playoffs. Warriors, we have no idea what's going on with Draymond Green. No idea at all what's going to be happening with him, how he's going to come back, how he's going to look. Uh, Memphis, Morant rolled his ankle last night. I really feel they are still a little bit too young, a little bit too far away from what they need to accomplish. Then also we have, um, who else do we have? Lakers are a train wreck. Clippers are too banged up. Nuggets are interesting. If Murray comes back and he's anything what he was, they could be a team that could cause a little bit of issues because they do have jokers. So that would be the one team I'd look at on that side. The Nuggets. The Nuggets could possibly make a run. But, yeah, the NBA is 2 and up, and I'm, I like it, you know, Gino and Kyle and myself are going to be every Sunday, eh, midday, talking a little hoops, doing a live stream for Better Than Vegas. Then Gino and Kyle are going to do one midweek. Unfortunately, I have a scheduling conflict, so I can't commit to the time that they were going to do. So those guys are going to do it themselves. But those guys know their stuff, guys, so make sure you're on the lookout for that. And, yeah, so also another thing I want to touch on before we start having our guests come on and everything is I just want to talk about this whole Aaron Rodgers thing. So let me get this straight. You do a 12 day cleanse and then you feel so much. I don't even know what, what was the word he said? Uh, clarity. You just want to give thanks to everybody during the lockdown. I did a three day cleanse and it was three days that I fucking hated. And it was the worst days of my life. And I was so fucking bitter. This motherfucker goes on Instagram and he starts thanking people like what the fuck like what i don't know if if i'm rogers though i mean let's just let's just think out loud if i'm rogers i'm looking at it do i want to go i could go to the to the nfc east so i mean the commanders commanders could be in play i really don't think philly's gonna go for them there's no way the giants do no way the cowboys do next one is the NFC South, and that division is kind of wide open. I would want to go to Tampa Bay, so I could see him going to Tampa Bay. The NFC 
West. You have Seattle with Wilson. You have the 49ers. God only knows what they're going to do at quarterback, but that's the Bendis Kryptonite and the defending Super Bowl champions. And the Cardinals, who made some strides, but there's some rumblings that there's some unhappy people. So I really wouldn't want to be in that conference. Now you look at the AFC. The AFC East, yeah. Would you want to go to Miami? No. Would you want to go to the Jets? I don't think the Jets want them because they have Wilson. Patriots don't want them, and the Bills don't want them. So I really don't think like you'd want to go to Miami right now if you were if you were Rodgers. Uh, let's look at the North. Cleveland would be interesting, but I don't know if Cleveland would really do it. That would be the one team that if you went to Cleveland with that run game and that defense, oh, wow. I would be all in our futures because that is a huge step up from Baker Mayfield. Huge step up from Baker Mayfield. Um, Bengals, no way. Steelers would be interesting. Him and Tomlin are tight. They have a good defense. They have Juju. Poss- I think Juju is coming back. They have Claypool. They have Deontay Johnson. They have that young tight end in Friar Booth. And they have one of the um, the running back in Harris. They'd have to prove that old line. Uh, the South, Jags aren't going to do it. There's no way he's going to go to the Texans. Colts are interesting. Colts with that defense, Jonathan Taylor, Michael Pittman. Titans definitely would be going to the Titans, but the Titans already said they're sticking with Tannehill. Um, you look out West, there's no way he's going to go out West because you want to compete with Herbert and Mahomes. So, I mean, when you really think about it, you could either you could just kind of see him going to the Colts, the Steelers, the Commanders, which is really fucked up to say, or basically staying with the, um, no, sorry, going to Tampa Bay or staying in Green Bay. And I really think out of all those scenarios, like if you stay in Green Bay, you guys are so far ahead of everyone else in that division. You're going to constantly be getting that playoff game, more than likely a home playoff game. So, yeah, I, I think he stays there. You know, Adams is there. That's where he's familiar from. He wants to get that one more Super Bowl, get that one more, go over five. So I really think he's just going to end up staying there. And if he does that, what's going to be the trickle-down effect? Because, guys, I hate to break it to you if you're a Denver Broncos fan. Nathan Hackett isn't the dude, man. He struggled at OC at his previous stops. And LaFleur was basically doing everything offensively for them in Green Bay. It wasn't Hackett at all. So I really feel like this is going to be the downfall of the Broncos. I mean, let's face it, they already have a downfall, but just a bad hire because you're chasing, trying to get Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Rodgers isn't going to go there. So yeah, I really think that hire is going to come back to haunt the, um, the Broncos. But yeah, I, this is a great time. We got free agency. You got to make sure you're following me on etof21sports underscore fantasy, doing little fantasy football recaps. Great time to be following me because I really dive into this football offseason. We're going to be looking to make some money in that future market, which is always great to do. But like I said, we have a great show today. Let's shift our attention to that. We got Mord, Mortis Betting coming on. Going to talk it's the UFC best that he likes for the upcoming fight card and Brandon and I, we're going to be going for three wins in a row in NASCAR. So let's hop right into it. We are on unprecedented, unprecedented times here at the podcast. We need to welcome back Brandon. 
Boston Boy 83. We are going to be going for the turkey. We're going to be going for three winners in a row on the podcast. Are you up for the pressure, my friend? I'm pretty nervous about it, but we'll see what happens. Going going one for one the first week and then two for two the second week. Hoping for three to three this week. Because right now I need to have the mindset of like Larry Bird mid eighties in a basketball game, not Jason Tatum right now. I need I need Larry Bird like mid eighties from you, man, because you're a Boston boy. That's what I no, need. I'm, I'm shooting for it. Larry Bird style. We'll try and get it. It's been uh, it's been nice the first two weeks to be able to cash in like we have, and to kind of piggyback off the season that we ended with, which was very successful moving into this season. Uh, didn't expect it. But uh, we're doing big things so far, so hopefully we can keep it rolling into the third week. So, in terms of the Daytona race, what did anything like stick out from you besides our Cedric thirty-one to one pick winning? Well, the pick to win it was huge. Um, I was shocked to watch somebody like Brad Kay just basically wreck the whole field, which we'll get into the pick here in just a second. But uh, he was told to stop pushing out of four on multiple times or multiple occasions. And uh, he did it twice to two different drivers and wrecked them both. So uh, he is going to be one of our picks that we talk about this week, but I am kind of nervous as well because I think that he's got a target on his back based off of the way that he just drove guys at Daytona week one. Um, yeah, I mean, he. there's a lot of stuff going on there, a lot of wrecks. Uh, Ricky looked pretty solid that he wrecked out. Harrison Byrd, I thought, had a good little run until he crashed Absolutely. out too. So I really feel that's someone we need to kind of put on the back burner and kind of remember on, on certain tracks when it fits them. Um, you know, we're going to Fontana, the Wise Power 400. Uh, what What's significant about this track? Well, they haven't raced on it in over a year. Uh, so you got a new car. Uh, new car, I want to technically call it a new track, but... It'll be different because, again, going into these picks this season, we all got to realize that we don't know what, what to expect going into a Sunday, especially recording before any type of practice or qualifying or anything like that. Um, but I definitely think tire wear is going to be key for a lot of these guys. We don't know how that's going to happen with a new car and new tire. But um, it should be interesting. I think there's going to be a lot more pack racing and a lot more draft usage. But um, it's kind of up in the air because they haven't raced there in over a year. I I like the new car. I mean, granted, it was Daytona. It's really hydrocal, but the, the new next-gen car, I, I kind of liked it. I kind of liked the racing. I thought it was entertaining throughout the whole racing event. So I thought it was good overall. Um, so you guys are obviously here for the money. Uh, one of the things Brandon and I talked about off-air was fading Austin Cendrick in all head-to-head matchups. But unfortunately, those are chalked out. So we're not going to be telling you to play heavy chalk in head-to-head. So we're just going to... Go out, you know, as usual, four units in and out. We each have a couple guys we like. The first guy I'm going to touch on is I'm going to touch on Kyle Busch. We're going to, he's at plus 850. We're risking one unit to win 8.5 units. 22 races here, four wins. Last win in 2019. Historically has done well at this track. He's led a lot of laps. I really like what I saw from him in Daytona, and everything I'm reading online says he's poised to get another victory. I lock, I think we should lock him in at plus one eight fifty. Yeah, I like him solely because last year he struggled because there was no practice in qualifying, and he's really big on making adjustments before the race after testing the car. And this year you're going to have practice and you're going to have qualifying, so expect him to be at the front most of the race. Who Who's one of the guys you think we should lock in? 
I'm going for Brad K. Um, like I said, I think he's got a target on his back, but he's sitting at what 30, 30 to one odds. Thirty to one on bookmaker. Historically, he's been really good here. He has had um, multiple top tens. Um, I believe it's nine top tens since 2015. So I'm really leaning on him to have a good race. I think he's going to have to get away from a lot of people and try and stay out front. So uh, I'm locking him in at 30 to one. Yeah, let's lock him in. Let's put three fourths of a unit on him. Uh, three fourths of a unit to win. 22 and a half units can't argue with that as all so let's lock that bad boy in next one i'm gonna go ryan blaney i found him at 12 to 1 he's improved every year racing here you know and plus he's driving a ford and we need to come to the realization a ford won the clash a ford just won the daytona 500 the fords are running well with the next gen car and with how blaney statistically improved he's led laps here at 12 to 1 i like him a lot I like him, too. I hate to lean on the Fords. They're doing well right now. I think you're going to see later as we go further into this season that Chevy's going to Chevy's gonna trump them like they normally do. But um, right now, Blaney has had three, three top tens in his last five starts there. Um, so Blaney's going to be looking really, really good. He is fast, to your point, is a Ford. And right now, Ford is where everything is. And I really feel like since Ford is kind of ahead of the curve with these new cars, it's going to take a couple races for the Toyotas and the Chevys to kind of catch up with, catch up and see what's going on. So, yeah, I like Blaney here a lot. Who's your uh, – well, that's one U to risk 12 Us for uh, for Blaney. Who's your next pick? Kevin Harvick. Anytime I think you can get the closer at double the money because he's sitting at what for odds. What are you seeing of that? We're 17 to 1. Yeah, so anytime you get the closer, a veteran like that, that's raced consistently over and over again. Um, I don't see him finishing outside the top 10 on Sunday, so I'm definitely going to throw money down on him and lock him in. And I was mistaken, we're going five years today. That's a hard, that's my mistake, math. Actually, math is my strong suit. Maybe I had too many Coronas last night. Uh, so that's my fault, guys. So we're going Harvick, 17 to 1. That's risking one U, excuse me to win 17 for Harvick. My last one that we're going to go with is we're going to go with Joey Logano. Uh, He's finished seventh or better here in all but two of his starts. And if you take out the last race that he had here, second, fifth, fifth, and fourth. And he's led a lot of laps here again. And he's in a 4-2. He won the clash. Everything's trending in the right direction. I really like Logano here, and especially at the juicy price of 15 to 1. Yeah, I like him. You know, I'm not a fan of him personally, but uh, when it comes to betting and trying to put money in your pocket, that's gonna be that's gonna be another good route to go for sure. So right there, that's Logano plus fifteen hundred. That's one U to win fifteen U. And Brandon, who's the last guy we're rolling out? I personally, I shifted on you since we last spoke, but uh, I want to put Harrison Burton in there. Okay. Yeah, he's a rookie. What are your odds? I'm looking at one odd, but I want to make sure we're on the same page with this. All right, hold on. Let me pull this up real quick. I don't mean to throw us off on that. Uh, Harrison Burton. I see him at 75 to 1 in that area. Perfect. I'm looking at him at 100 to 1 on another side as well. So uh, the odds are juicy. You guys know, listen, over the last couple of years, I do like to go heavy on somebody that's got a huge juice. And that's going to be a guy that I'm going to roll with as a sleeper this week. Um He's had a couple races there. 
he's done well in the Xfinity Series. He did really well. And the speed that that car showed in the 500 on Sunday, I'm expecting that to roll into this week. The Wood Brothers is a single-owned team, but the car is worked on at Penske, so he is going to have that Ford, that Ford stuff that he needs. And, um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and roll with him for, uh, for my sleeper pick. I like that pick a lot. You know, I mentioned I really liked what I saw from him. 100 to 1. I mean, right there, you can risk a quarter of a U, and you get 25 U's back. I mean, that's low risk, high reward. So just to review the card, we're going Kyle plus 851 U, Blaney plus 1200 1 U, Logano plus 1500 1 U, Harvick plus 1700 1 U, uh, Brad Keselowski 30 to 1. Three fourths of a U and Harris Harrison Burton a hundred to one, a quarter of a U. So that's five U's right there. I like our card. I think we got guys that can win. We had a couple long shots. You know, I think we have a chance to win three in a row here and just kind of continue the run we've been on. Is there anyone in terms of fantasy that you're kind of like wanting to stay away from? I want to wait till qualifying, of course, in practice. So last year, we were just slinging it out there and drafting set the lineup a certain way was kind of based off of historical stats. Um, so I'd like to see practice tomorrow in qualifying and then go ahead and drop a lineup, and I'd be glad to share it for both of us to be able to share it to everybody on Instagram, Twitter, all of that. I don't it's, – it's weird. I don't want to make those picks right now solely because we don't know what kind of car is getting, getting unloaded until tomorrow. Now, I am in the driver group fantasy game. I am going to give out my starters for the week. You tell me what you think. A driver, I have Ryan Blaney. My two B drivers, I have Bis- Briscoe and Logano. And my C driver, believe it or not, I actually locked in Harrison Burton. So I was on the same page as you. What do you think of that lineup, my friend? No, I like it. I don't have a problem with that at all. At all. Good good choices there, bud. All right, cool. So, Brandon, man, you know, you're out in the big city of dreams, NYC, the Big Apple. Thanks for taking time out of your day. Why don't you tell everyone where they can find you on social media and with your iRacing stuff? Yeah, Boston Boy 83 on Instagram, uh, Twitch, Boston Boy 83. Like we talked about the other week, we had a uh, we had a debacle at Daytona at the end, finished 25th, but, uh, once I get back home, I got to get behind the wheel and get some practice in for a big night next Friday at uh, Las Vegas. Oof. Sitting about 400 out of 1,600 drivers. So we got uh, some making up to do. But uh, we got eight races, fall short on one, rebound on another. Hey, you know what? Shoot or shoot, my friend. Shoot or shoot, dude. Shooting with Gavin. So hopefully we're going to make it three in a row. If that's the case, uh, you know what? Definitely, uh, definitely bourbon on me. For the for next week, best of luck. Uh, Let's make some money, and uh, we'll talk soon, my friend. We'll go three for three, guys. Cashing those bets. Have a good one. So now on the show, we're gonna have a first timer all the way from Australia, Mortis. How you doing today, my man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Um. So you know, I've been following you for a little bit on Instagram. You've been killing MMA. Why don't you tell everyone how you got into betting MMA and everything? Um, well, I mean, I've been watching MMA for about three, four years probably, and my brother always bet on it when I wasn't able to bet on it, so it just seemed like an easy thing to get into. Plus, 
every everything else is so unpredictable, like NBA, NHL, and stuff. And I just feel like MMA is way more easier to bet on than anything else. Yeah, I totally agree with what you're saying. You have a lot less variables, and it's just two people locked in the locked in the cage. Um, we have an interesting fight card coming up. UFC 49 Las Vegas. Um, you run a paid paid service, so I don't want you to give up your whole card. But why don't you just give everyone like a little bit of taste? Why, if you could give two bets of what bets you like for this upcoming fight card? Um, yeah, so I do run a, a VIP on my page, Mortis Betting at Instagram. If you want to check that out, I do. I will be having nine singles, two parlays ready to go for VIP members. Um, my first bet that I was going to give out today was Zhu Rong, uh, money line bet, but he did come five pounds overweight in the weigh-in this morning. But I'm still pretty confident he's versing Ignacio Bahamandes. Ignacio's not very... He was very impressive in his last fight. He did get a knockout in the last couple of seconds, but it was a war, and I wasn't really that impressed. I just felt like it was really lucky. And Zhu Rong has finished almost every single one of his pro fights. But him being very small compared to Ignacio is quite a worry. But I still like the dog money coming in here. It's sitting at about plus 110, I think, right now on the money line. So I'm going to be taking that any day of the week. It seems... Yeah, I love the dogs. I definitely understand what you're saying, and that's actually one of the fights that I was looking at. What is um, the next play on the docket that has you interested, that you're interested in? Excuse me. All right. So I might get the, the pronunciation wrong, but Armin Petrosian, he's coming in off his, his Dana White Contender Series win. Uh, magnificent fashion. Knocked him out. Uh, I don't see Gregory Rodriguez really giving him any problems. In his Dana White Contender Series fight, he did fight a very good wrestler, and he seemed to get up every time and make space and then finish the fight. So I see him finishing it again against Gregory. So I'm going to take Armin Petrosian, Method of Victory, KO, TKO, $3. I love that play. I love that play a lot. Um, So I got a couple more UFC questions for you. Um, I always ask everyone this. In terms of the GOAT, where does my boy Habib rank in your all-time? Mm. Where, where, where do you rank him? Because I'm a, a Habib homer. Where do you rank him in your GOAT list? Mm, I mean, uh, I would ha- I would put him in the top five. Okay. I just... You see it happening again this weekend. Somehow, Benil Dayush has injured himself and Islam is getting an easy fight. And it just seems that that had kept happening against Khabib, that people are just miraculously pulling out and that he's just getting... He's, I'm not saying that he took easy fights. He did defeat Dustin. He did defeat Justin, Connor, all that. Very impressive stuff. But early on in his career, he didn't really fight anybody that had the, the stature of people, like other people, such as John Jones, George St. Pierre, and all these other people. But he is a very good MMA athlete. So I do put him probably top, my top four 
I would put him number four, and then I would have St. Pierre, John Jones. I'd probably even put... Mm, no. I was going to say I'd put TJ up there, but after all that USADA stuff, he's not even in the conversation. Now, do you think we see Jones ever getting back in the Octodon? He did just recently divorce his wife that came out uh, two days ago, I think. So, no, I don't think... I don't... I, I want to see him again this year, but I really don't think we see him again this year. After all this stuff, the, all the hate that he's getting for all the charges that he's facing, I really don't see him come back this year. Now... I like the Diaz brothers, but I understand they're basically just a hype train. They're not that good of fighters. Where do you do you think we're ever going to see Nick or Nate back in the ring, back in the octagon? Um, excuse me. Nate did come out yesterday or the day before saying that he's ready to strap up again. Dustin did comment on it. That caused a lot of mayhem on MMA Twitter. I don't really want to see Dustin versus Nate at all. I don't want to see Nick in the octagon ever again after his bout with Robbie Lawler because that was just embarrassing yeah. on all counts. So I do see I do see Nate coming back in, but I don't want to see him against Dustin. Now we have a very interesting main event on March fifth: Covington against Jorge Masvidal. I've always but I always butcher his name. Um, in terms of that fight, like, where's your head at? And I know it's like light years away and they have make way all that nine yards and everything, but gun to your head right now. Are you excited for that fight? And who do you think, who, who do you like in that fight? Oh yeah. A hundred percent. I'm excited. Very excited. Um, the Stephen A interview just came out this morning. I was very, very high on Jorge back in the day, but there's just some, some sort of like clout money chasing effect that's happened to him and I'm I'm taking Colby all day. No matter what the weight or anything, I'm taking Colby. There's no way that Jorge gets past Colby Covington. I mean, I, I think you hit it on the head right there. It just seems like he's chasing the dollars. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't seem like he's, you know, chasing chasing the fights, chasing the championship. He's just he's just chasing the cheddar and everything. Um in terms of fights that you want to see, like, are there any fights like this year you're looking forward to or fights that you hope get announced? Hmm. I mean, I am excited for the Oliveira and Gaethje fight, but I know I'm, I'm a real big De Bronx Oliveira fan, but I don't, I really don't see him getting past Justin. And on that same card, you have Yuri and Glover. Glover's first title defense, pretty scared for him to fight Jiri, but uh, I don't know. I, f- I feel like the old man can pull it out, but I think Jiri ends him in just magnificent fashion. But yeah, I am very scared for Oliveira to fight come, I think it's May 7th or May 6th or something. May 7th, yeah, May 7th, yeah, I'm yeah. looking at it right now. Yeah, it's shaping out to be a nice, um, nice little card. Um, back to the gambling, oh sorry, back to the fantasy aspect now do you do like dfs and daily fantasy with your stuff do you provide that to your members or is it just strictly betting uh just strictly betting i don't i i see a lot of 
people that I follow in the States, they do a lot of fantasy, but it's not really that popular in Australia. Oh. So, yeah. I've just, I've never followed it. I've never done it or anything like that. Now, do they offer it down there or is it just, just not even around? Yeah, we have like um, Australian football. Mm-hmm. They have like fantasy stuff and like the NRL and stuff, which is rugby. But you don't really see it. Like it's hard to join it for like NBA and like all the states kind of games and stuff. Okay, yeah, because it's. I mean, it, you, you see ads all the time here. I mean, it's it is so huge here. It is. Um, it is ridiculous. Um, now, in if if I were to ask you to make one bold prediction for this year in the world of UFC. What would it be? Mm. Oh god. Um, I I wouldn't say it's bold, but comes up if he does get his um like green card and he is allowed to fight in the US. I do see him being champion come either end of this year or the start of next year. Oh, I really don't see anybody beating him. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. Um. Hey, man, you know, I'd like to thank you for coming on. Why don't you tell everybody, A, where they can find you on social media, and then, B, if they want to become part of your VIP packages, your VIP service you offer, why don't you tell everyone, like, the cost and how they can become a member and everything? Yeah, sure, sure. All right, so I do run a Facebook page, but it's not really that active as my Instagram, so check out my Instagram at Betting. Um, I do run VIP, so it's fifteen dollars a month, sixty dollars for six months, and one hundred and ten for a year. But right now, I'm running sixty dollars for the year package for the first ten people that join. Uh, so just go onto my Instagram, DM me directly, and ask to join the VIP. But I do post free plays every single day if you do not want to sign up for VIP. Hey, man, I've been following you. You know, you're true. You know, you, you're good at what you do, man. So, guys, if you're looking for someone to provide regular MMA stuff, you know, Mortis is the guy, man. I'd like to thank you, you know, for taking time. You know, you're a whole day ahead of me out of your Saturday morning. <laughs> uh, thank you for uh, coming on, man, and I look forward to doing more work with you in the future. Best of luck in your plays. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, we will talk soon, my friend. Yep. Thank you. Cheers. So that's it for today's show. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe. Make sure you give Mortis Betting a follow. Guy knows his stuff. He is legitimately probably the best MMA capper on Instagram and Twitter. Make sure you give him a follow. Also, make sure you give Boston Boy 83 a follow. Brandon comes on, talks NASCAR every single week. Thanks for tuning in. Like, subscribe. I will be on Cutting Nets tomorrow morning. And then Gino and I will be on... Um, the NBA show on Better Than TV on Saturday afternoon. Thanks for tuning in. Let's make some money. Until next week, boys and girls.